now for a very special bonus episode. We are joined by New York-based designer Christopher John Rogers. I have been personally obsessed with his work for ages and I've been following his ascension up the very starry path in the fashion world from when he was working for Diane von Furstenberg and designing and working on his eponymous label on the side to February just gone when he presented his fall 2020 collection after receiving the CFDA Vogue Fashion Fund Award after only three collections. So Christopher, thank you so much for joining us. I am really thrilled to have you with us. As I said, I'm like obsessed. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Um, Oh, fab. Uh, I will kick straight in. Um, I am wondering how things um, have changed for you as a designer since Corona hit. Um, Mm -hmm. From what I can gather, i.e. what I read on Vogue, uh, since winning the CFDA and Vogue Award, and I quote, there's been more room to really think about what we're making, whereas in the past that's there's been concessions on fit or fabric or even having time to truly research and figure out exactly what I wanted to do. So it feels like all the stars were fully aligning for you as a designer. Mm-hmm. Has that changed since Corona or uh yeah kind of actually um so the collection that we um showed during um our time in the fashion fund so spring summer 20 which is now on sale um we're now for sale um that was made while i was also still working and fully employed by dvf um and then the following march i was oh wait no no, I wasn't working at the time. Sorry. Um, but I was um, freelancing during that time for another brand. Um, so still had a full-time job. Um, I was making a collection with my team in our apartment. Then we won the fashion fund. Then we moved into a new studio space. But while we were running production on spring, um, we only had about three months to get the new collection together while everything was happening. So there you know, wasn't really a lot of time to figure everything out. Um, but, you know, we were really happy with the work that we made. And um, during that time, while we were doing production, we did have um, a bit more space to really think about what we were making, um, as you quoted before, and really do a bit more research um, into the fabrics that we've always wanted to purchase, but maybe didn't have the funds to. And we were really able to put on a show that kind of showed where we wanted to be um, where we wanted to sit um, within the fashion industry and really car- carve out our, our own niche. Um, but I'd say post-corona, when we came back from um, Paris for market, it was our first time going to Paris, our first time doing sales, not in New York. And we received a lot of interest from buyers from Asia, Europe, Africa, um, the Americas, everywhere. Um And we were fully expecting to have about 15 to 20 um, selected store offers for us to, you know, think about moving into those stores. Um, But we're actually, that's actually been quite reduced. So a lot of people aren't moving forward with fall orders. And a lot of people um, who still haven't shipped their spring orders are canceling them. Um, so as you know, like everything is kind of at a standstill, which is unfortunate because it's kind of hard to plan the next three to six months when you're not sure the revenue that you'll be making because people still haven't placed fall orders. But at the same time, um, it is kind of allowing us to rethink, um, 
our business structure and, you know, do we want to still be showing when everyone else is showing and what kind of work should we be making? Um, because when I originally started showing collections, people kind of labeled it evening wear quite early on and the buyers from all the stores that we're currently in are evening wear buyers. So the things that have been picked up are quite ostentatious. The, fa the fabrications are, um, usually quite precious, so silk taffeta, silk file, silk charmeuse. Um, although we have like quite a variety of offerings, um, we do really amazing tailoring and cottons, really beautiful cotton shirtings, um, day dresses and fabrics that are a bit less precious, but those things haven't necessarily been picked up by stores. So it's, it's just like back and forth conversations that we're always having. Like, do we want to continue on a trajectory that kind of helped us, helped land us where we are? Or do we kind of want to, move into or push products that we believe in just as much as the evening wear. So there are a lot of things that are happening right now and a lot of conversations that are ha being had internally and, you know, just in the fashion industry in general. How does um, it feel, I suppose, to like, it must be so hard to find the balance between creating something that you really want to create and then creating something that's based on what people, what, like what the buyers are buying rather than being able to control a full collection of what they buy. Is that like, is there much of a pull and push between, I suppose, um, your need for commercial viability against creativity? Um, in some ways, yes. Um, but also no, I guess, um, the, the work that so far, the, so far the work that we've made has just been, again, like we haven't really had a lot of time to like be overly cerebral about the offering. It's been like, Oh, this color is amazing. This fabric feels amazing. Let's turn it into s something that we believe in. Um, mm. and quite often those things and those pieces individually aren't crazy or unrealistic, but the way that we style it, um, for a show or the way that we propose it in an editorial, um, often reads as ex extremely um, progressive, I guess, or not very wearable. Um, so essentially the work that we make is always quite pragmatic. Um, mm -hmm. But let's say, you know, because we haven't had the time to find an amazing um, lyocell or viscose silky fabric that's less expensive than a silk charmeuse, but just as amazing, we have to go with the silk charmeuse that we have on hand. And so then the price um, is, ref is reflective of the fabric. And so sometimes the piece can, you know, will be more expensive than um, it might have to be, if it makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, also yeah. Um, because the fabrics that we're using are quite precious, um, we have certain buyers and then it's sort of like the brand is sort of sitting in a certain way. So we're trying to just find offer a, find the balance. Yeah. And just offer again, like those high drama pieces that we love to see, but then also make a really be beautifully cut pant in a, in a fabric that maybe may make it a bit more accommodating to a wider array of customers. Fab. And I suppose as a designer in general and putting aside the roller coaster that's just happened um, mm. for the collections are you excited or apprehensive about the changes that seem to be a little bit of foot in the industry like Saint Laurent came out with that bell statement of coming off calendar and mm -hmm. setting its own pace is this something you think the industry needs or are or how do you feel 
Um, I'm excited for it because I think, well, especially as a young brand, we kind of have um, an advantage of being able to sort of go with the flow in many ways. Um, we, I only have four employees, in, including myself. So we're not like a staff of 60 that I need to figure out what everyone's new pay is going to be and like how we're going to be um, adjusting based on what everyone else is doing. Um, mm -hmm. I think now is the time to really be even more thoughtful and more intentional with the things that you're making and figuring out what's best for you and your customer. And I, I'm really excited because I think we have the ability to address that in our own time and in our own way. And I think in many ways, um, industry leaders or people who have been in the industry for quite a long time are looking at young, um, talent or young designers to sort of see how we'll be navigating, you know, through this time. And how do you think you will be like, what in a perfect world would that what format would that calendar take? Um, well, I mean, for me, I think there should be, there's more development time from fall to spring than there is from spring to fall. And I'd like for it to be a bit more even, um, just so while you're producing spring, you're not rushing to figure out what you're going to make for fall and hope that you can cut a really beautiful coat in time, you know, with only a team of four. So mm -hmm. I think sort of evening out everything and then also just creating a more condensed offering. Um, you know, I don't know that people need to be showing 80, 70 or 80 looks, you know, every season, especially if they have four collections a year. I think it's really kind of about, okay, what are the 30 or 40 or even maybe 20 looks that I really believe in um, that I'm offering for my customer? Um and not necessarily trying to be everything to everyone. I think specificity right now and an emphasis on craft and really making clothes that will stand the test of time for me is what I want to focus on as opposed to sort of, you know, trying to be everywhere or, or be, you know, everything to everyone. The power of the niche, my favorite thing. <laughs> um, I love it. Where do you find your inspiration? I, like I'm personally obsessed with the boldness of your collections, like the colors and the statement silhouettes and all the levels of extras that come through and just make me drill. Yay. Like they remind me of like this most elegant discotheque or something. Right. Where, where do you find your vibe? Um, everywhere, honestly. Um, it can be anything from music to um, a garbage bag or carry out bag blowing down the street. Um, I'm really into color and sound and things that maybe kind of aren't like physical objects. So a lot of people will cite art references or this movie that they saw, but I'm more interested in sort of like an abstract feeling or thing um, that then comes through in images that I find or take myself. And then we just make a board that really is about a mood. So instead of something being about the seventies or it being about the 1800s or like this horror movie that I just saw, it's kind of about a bunch of different things, but yet nothing at the same time. Um, so just a really beautiful colors, really beautiful. Um, and also the act of making clothes um, because we drape a lot of the things ourselves and come up with the patterns ourselves. Um, the idea of like, inserting things where they shouldn't be or like adding darts in unusual places to create new shapes. Um, and then the exploration of like carving out silhouettes is really what inspires me more than like something concrete, I'd say. 
Fab. And what is the power behind celebs like Lizzo and Rihanna and mm-hmm. Tracy Ellis Ross wearing your clothes? Like I physically shrieked when I saw the picture of Rihanna on the swing. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> um, I mean, my favorite part of it, and I guess what makes it so powerful for me is the fact that all of these celebrities are so different. Um, like a Michelle Obama is different than a Rihanna is different than a Casey Musgraves or a Lizzo. Everyone is their own person. Um, but the fact that they all have this commonality where they find, they can find something in this brand, which is so niche, I think is really powerful. Um, and it just shows like the optimism that the brand holds and that all of these women who have been attracted to the clothes admit themselves. Um, and it's also great because we, for all of you know these placements, we've never reached out and said, oh my God, please wear us. Like the stylist or the celebrity themselves has reached out and really found, identified with something, you know, aesthetically, you know, with what we're offering. And I think that that's also really, that makes me feel really excited too, to know and that people I... feel something about the clothes. Yeah, I've kind of, I'm projecting here fully, but like <laughs> the type of people, women who choose the clothes, are, they all have this power about them. And I think the power yeah. of your clothes matches the power of the personalities who are choosing them because they're all these fierce women in their own right. And then they're mm-hmm. wearing these fierce pieces. I think it just is so strong. Thank you. It's amazing. And finally, before I let you go, how are you feeling right now? <sighs> um really anxious actually um but also really like optimistic about the future um i'm always my mind is always racing and i'm always thinking about what's next what's next what's next so it's kind of um challenging for me to have to slow down i'm so accustomed to the pace of the industry and kind of think you know thinking about so many different things at once but it's Mm. refreshing to maybe have to slow down so i'm excited that you know i can readjust my thinking, um, and actually move forward, um, with, you know, even more intention than, we, than we've had in the past and create, you know, really beautiful, exciting clothes for the people that love them. That's in, like, it sounds like you're the pinup of what the fashion industry is. It's like, <laughs> I can't stop. And this is making right. me stop. And I'm right. used to moving so fast. And it's like, it's just, it's something so different. And that kind of feels like the force that Corona is bringing to the industry. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's forcing everyone to maybe have to slow down. For sure. Which I definitely don't think is a bad thing at all. Well, I hope things go well and that those uh, people who have made those purchases follow through and everything Mm -hmm. keeps going and that you make some more fabulous clothes because I am obsessed Thank you so, so much. So much for uh, joining us. It's really appreciative. And I hope New York is a okay. How is it? How is it in New York right now? Um, It's not bad. It's kind of overcast, but I personally love it because I feel like I can um, be a bit of a sloth when it's not sunny. So it's nice. Yeah. I have to watch Netflix. Thank you. Have to. Absolutely. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, It was so lovely to talk to you. You too.